You know what time it is? It's time. Yeah, it's time this Wednesday for CPCL Choose Poetry, Choose Life with your Glasgowian host, Aaron Gannon. Andy Talbot will be joining us as well. Today is an exciting writing workshop. We're going to be doing ekphrasis. Ooh, big cool word, right? Poetic term. Ekphrasis is creating written work off of something pictorial. So... You know, it's Greek, ekphrasis. And uh, we're going to be doing that. We're going to be looking at some photography by Andy Talbot. And we have a writing workshop coming up with all of your CPCL regulars, I'm sure. And I'm excited. So enjoy listening to a little bit of Kope, the Japanese Bjork. I'm one of the hosts, Pam Benjamin. We will be back with a writing workshop just a few minutes. Stay tuned to mutinyradio.fm in .sf. Having projects with people all over the world because Zoom is not good for comedy, but it's good for other things. It's good for other things. Right? But for comedy, not so good. All right, we'll be back. Welcome to Choose Poetry, Choose Life. Um, we're Pam. Well, that's Pam. You can see her leaning over the radio station. And um, I'm Erin, and we have Andy Talbot, who I'm going to put in a spotlight. So everybody, there, that's Pam. That's <laughs> I was going to put Andy in a spotlight, but now I don't know what the hell. I don't know what that was. That was insane. Did he just go away? He's no, still man. there. I see Andy. Oh, okay. I see. I think I'm Anyways, whatever. Okay, so there's Andy. And today we are doing, um, we're doing a little experiment um, because we roll like that. We are going to be doing a bit of ekphrasis in the first half of the show. And I got this idea because I noticed that Andy was posting a lot on social media about his recent photography kick and I thought that it would be fun to incorporate <laughs> what you're doing. So that's what we're gonna do. Do you want to talk about your photography, Andy, before we uh, yes, um I'll it. probably start it by saying um yeah so I got um a DSLR for Christmas and prior to Christmas um 
I was taking those photos on my phone. Um, and I've been taking, I've been out literally every day since I got it. Um, and so I'm just gonna come out with this bit. This skips ahead a month um, to like Monday. Um, went down the beach and it was really fucking windy and crazy. And I went a bit too close to the water and I slipped and the, the camera is fucked. Oh. Um, so yeah, um, I'm a photographer without a camera. Um, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, sucks. Like fully, like fully, like tied. Just knocked me off my feet. Went flyer. Yeah, it was, it was a thing. I drove home just soaked through. No, well, you're um, not flying as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, dear. So that so that sucks. But um, yeah. So photography is awesome. Um, I, I am despite that enjoying it, and that's that's just yeah. I'll get back to it as soon as I can. Like. It's sort of sitting in rice at the minute and hoping for the best with that, whether that uh, works or not. Because it worked for Finn with his laptop, right? So did he put his happened, that... laptop in rice? Yeah, he did. He did. Um, I yeah, I um, I've I done that to several phones and it worked. Like two, right, well, well, several two. I've done it to two phones and it worked. So, so I think I'm gonna leave it till Sunday and then go from there. Um. But I feel a bit lost without it. Um, so yeah, I've just um, I started posting about it a lot, um, and then I started a, a separate Instagram page for photography. And then Erin came up with this awesome idea. Basically, I started taking photos anyway because I wasn't writing. Um, um, but now that I don't have a camera, maybe I'll start writing again. Um, so yeah, Erin had this awesome idea because we were talking about wanting to do something a little bit different, rather than just like a regular open mic thing. Um, so yeah, we're gonna try this out. Um, I didn't know which photos to pick because I don't really. I just try to pick like a, a variety that people could hopefully get something from. Um, yeah, I think it's yeah, an awesome so, idea. Uh, Andy sent me three of them, and I picked or six, excuse me, and I picked mm. three. So we'll do like ten minutes for each photo. That works, or maybe it should be less because it's already eight oh six. Ah, we'll just do ten. We'll give people some time to write because that's what the whole point is, right? Um, yeah. so yeah, okay. Um, cool. I that sucks, man. Like, and of course, I come in at the end when now your camera is broken. Like, <laughs> yeah, why? no, it's all good. It'll take <laughs> worst case scenario. It doesn't work, and Timing I've already been looking at replacements. Okay. So, um, all right. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm just gonna go in alphabetical order of the name of these photos, or whatever I named these photos. I don't know. You don't have a title yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like maybe somebody somewhere in tonight will come up with a line that um, gives you an idea for titles. So I'm gonna share the screen. Um, wait, what's going on? Yes. Okay. Share screen. There we go. Okay. Ooh. So. Oh my goodness. Can everybody see that? Wow. So for the radio listening gonna, audience, there's um, a stone wall like with a barbed wire screen. fence and uh, some naked trees around You're the top. You're not seeing my zoom. Lots of star. triangles. Are you guys? In this no, photograph. Just the, just the, the skies okay, sort of divided yeah. from okay. a stone cool. wall. All right. So I'm going to put on my wire. timer. 
and oh. give us 10 minutes. What did you call this? Did I put on music? Maybe I should put on music. Either way, we can. How does everybody feel about Miles Davis? Yeah, that's cool. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, personally, I think that's cool. Nice. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do a brief thing where I don't, where you don't see this photo to get on Spotify. Wait, how do I do this? There we go. Spotify. It's really, it's a really neat photograph. the The sky is almost a whitish blue. And it contrasts with this rough stone wall and the way that it's positioned. It, it almost looks like it could be the ground, but it's, you can, you can tell what it is. It's super artistic. And Erin's uh, getting some music together. I'll play some music until she does it because I need to start writing. I'm going to write too. Ooh, I'm really excited. Hey, Mutiny Radio. I I think I'm going to... Oh, no, it's going to work out, I think. I'm going to leave them both up, because why not?
I'm 
done. I wrote my question and I got a poem out of it. So I wrote a one minute. I wrote a four stanza poem. Uh, the first three stanzas are triplets, and the last stanza is a couplet. So three triplets and a couplet for me. And I have a minute left. I'm so stoked. I actually really, really love this poem. I kind of want to read it for you guys because um, I might not get to read it with the group. Okay, goes uh, divide the sky. This stone wall, the sharpness of empty. Skinless trees reach their naked hands into the shade of your eyes. A color once forgotten, walled away. My fingers find a crevice, unclimbable in this cold. A triangular answer to the question of winter. Yes! I love this poem I wrote! <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to see what other people made. I just can't wait. Yay! Right. Woohoo! Yay! Hola. Nice to do some kind of like opening exercise, I feel like. Heck yeah! I'm so excited. Do it in my class. Um, uh, okay, so yeah, that was the first photo by Andy. Oh, hold on a second. I gotta let my cat in the window. Oh, man. <laughs> the cat is back. Okay. It has blizzarded here, so I don't want to keep him out in the cold. Um. Oh, shit. I think I just opened it itself again. Okay, so who wants to go first? In I, lo I love my poem. Or should we go, what do you think? Should we go for the full three? And no, 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 we should read. She wants to go first. What do you think? What? I think we should read. For the radio show, I think we should read. Okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. Because, yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Cool. Thanks, John. I, I actually have two. Um, the first one, yeah, the first one is uh, for Andy's camera. PowerPoint. It's uh, <laughs> awesome. Boiled, steamed, or fried, long grain, short grain, brown or white. Rice goes best topped with a single lens reflex camera. Okay, and here's the here's here's the poem about the barbed wire here. Skeletons of trees in the stark winter sky behind coils of razor wire. Come spring, blossoms sprout from points of zinc-coated steel. There you go. Yay! Woohoo! I'm thinking what we should do is we'll post a blog about tonight. And if you want... I guess you can post the poems if you want to send them. You can sure. post them on the blog. Yeah, I, I don't want to take like, I mean, I don't want to take poet. Like, if somebody wants to submit, I guess we can take it down. But there's no prop. If somebody's got a problem with it being on a blog, like, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to like do fuck up people's publishing ideas. Uh, but yeah, if you want to, you can send it in and we'll put it up on the website. Okay. 
Yeah. Will you please uh, put put the website information in the chat because I didn't know about this. Oh, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. There we go. Okay. Um. So anybody who wants to go next? I do. I love my poem. Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. So, so um, mine is four stanzas, three triplets, and a couplet at the end. Okay, here we go. Divide the sky, this stone wall, the sharpness of empty. Skinless trees reach their naked hands into the shade of your eyes. A color once forgotten, walled away. My fingers find a crevice, unclimbable in this cold. A triangular answer to the question of winter. Yay! <laughs> well, I like that, that triangular answer line. That's really good. Yay! Your face was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, thanks so much. Okay. Okay, go on. Generalissimo. Well, this is in the voice of, of the wall itself. Cool. As a wall, I have nothing against barbed wire. But as a wall, people feel it necessary to climb me. Yes, barbed wire has a right to exist, but not on my top edge. Generally, people are stupid, especially when it come when when they want to climb when they want to climb a wall. When there's barbed wire, it isn't always a preventative. No, some people bring wire cutters, or some people just try to go over it. Therein lies the problem, barbed wire plus people equals blood. Why don't property owners consider the feelings of walls? Walls are neat freaks and germaphobes. We don't like blood. Since we don't have arms, we can't scrub arms or hands. We can't scrub off the blood. We have to wait for a good rain or snow. More than often, it takes a while for the weather event to happen and some of the blood sets in. Let me tell you, set in blood is looked down upon in the wall community. They say if walls could talk, well, if walls could talk, they would say, don't fucking top me off with barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> in the community of wall, wait, is, what was the phrase there? I had to, to put on my reading glasses now, I'm sorry. Uh, in the wall community, the wall community, right on. In the wall community, uh, set in blood is looked down upon. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, so, does anybody else want to go? I'll Any go lines? if you don't mind. Ooh, yes, of course. With with a nod to Generalissimo, who brought me here, he recruited me. Right on. Welcome. Thank you. Were I the trees or birds astride them, I'd look beyond the wire at what might or might not be where gavels sound to keep some conscience in chaotic Congress. Here below the wall, I had no augury of what I'd be growing up into, what radioed reason for caring about a country far beyond the pine needle paths of my village. I knew not what a wall might keep me from, what judgment waited to shackle my joy. 
But words can climb trees, can't they? Rhymes and rhythms can flock with birds and look beyond all limits. <laughs> Favorite 50 cent word of the night, augury. Good word. <laughs> okay, Holly. with their sharpened filigree, that barbed wire surrounding her intimacy. It's not really for protection. If it were, it might work sometimes, but rather just to make us all believe there's something worth the effort of getting hurt for. muted myself so I was like yay and <sighs> as per usual I'll go next if you want to <laughs> um, Lee, uh, there was Lisa who said she was going to go next I don't know who right. just said that because I'm on and I'm la, 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 la. Lisa oh. there she is and then Christine I just have a short poem. It's inspired by an interview I saw recently as well um, with Rhonda Harar. Um, yeah, so, until the continents of our bodies are free. Thanks, That's Lisa. <laughs> um, we have Christine next. Speaker views. Okay. Very rough, um, and I'm not quite sure. Well, I need to sort out the last bit, but anyway. Stone walls take my vision high, their sharp barbs prick the sky. Skeleton trees grasp and stretch, hemming me in, heart within my body, hard pressed. Panic and fear stamps through my chest, no keys or open doors, just walls and walls and barbs I pull and tear. No way free from me there. Yay! Woohoo! So interesting how like the same words are getting used differently. Like, I mean, it's a barbed wire. So, yeah. Interesting sort of prism is happening. Um, does anybody else want to go? And then we can move into the next one. This is exciting. Um, I, I was curious about that stew that Lisa is making. <laughs> What's inside the stew, Lisa? <laughs> um, I'm making a. Okay. She froze. Well, I guess we'll find out in a bit. I didn't. I didn't hear that. Did Andy write anything? Hey. Did he write anything on his own I, picture? I might have. I might have. <laughs> Are you going to share, uh, Andy? Yeah. But, well, um, well, Beth already said, so we'll do Beth and we'll close off with Andy. And then. All right. Sweet. Yeah. I like that. Seems like. Okay. So go, Beth. 
Oh, okay, it's me. Uh, what can you do? Oh, hang on, sorry, drinks are arriving while I'm trying to... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, love. Um, keeps me in, keeps me out. I can't reach either way, knowing it will hurt, even if I could climb. Still, my eyes search for footholds and finger grips. See soaring birds above taunt me as they fly. Balloons made of barbs, piercing themselves. They can't escape. Wired in place, fixed flight, like me. We need to get like a stock. It'd be silly if we did that, but like a. Like a you have a butler serve you tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I asked my other half. My other half said he would bring me a hot drink about half an hour ago. <laughs> and of course, it arrived just as I. You see, as an American, I think that whenever someone brings a British person tea, I a butler. It's not tea. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's not hot tea. It's hot vimto. <laughs> That's okay, it that's, doesn't matter. That's still good. It's very good. At what? It's hot vimto, which is a, a cordial squash. It's like orange juice. Is it a liqueur? Is it a liqueur? No! It's like a cordial. Do you not know me but at all? <laughs> no, no, no. It's a, It's like basically OJ. Right? No. Squash is orange juice. Isn't it? No, no. no. It's not orange juice. It's um black. It's it's black made with black currants. Black currants, yeah. It's oh. like orange ju orange squash, but it's made with black currants. Lots of sugar. Oh, so when you so squash is orange. So okay. So like what you would dilute. You have to say yeah, like concentrated. So squash is called what? Bento. I just, put a, I just put a Wiki, Wikipedia link in the, in the chat. <laughs> good idea. Um, My boyfriend always calls their, their whatever orange drink they have squash. That's just why I thought. I do in juice. That's what you're looking for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Andy. All right. Um, you. Nearly dropped the phone. Uh, I'll have to turn. <laughs> Because it's on my phone, I should have just written out. Um, should we just all keep watching Pam get a hug? I mean, Beth. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Do that. Um. Okay. I just called it barbed wire because I think that's what you named the fall. Yeah. It is. Sure, we could go out, but they always kept us in. Four laps before they called our names and rounded us up. More if alone, less when the conversation meant something, but in here that wasn't usually the case. A glimpse of freedom given every single day, always in sight, yet always a step too far. Yay! <laughs> this is so cool! Everyone's are so good and different and awesome! Yay! Oh, also, quickly, Beth, Beth made this hat. Beth knitted this. Really? I meant to mention that Wait. earlier on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why does it keep doing that to me? Oh, cool. Is that? It's a true story. True story. Uh, this is one of these things that starts out as a gag. <laughs> and then you go, I'm going to oh, do that. Oh, it's pretty. It's ochre. Anyway, it's amber. Yeah, I, thought it was, I thought it was mustard. <laughs> I like the uh, yeah. the kind of uh, the 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 band of the hat has the kind of uh, design 
know what you would call it. Colonel Mustard in the basement with the pen. It's a reversible pattern, Brian. I think the color is called yellow for for those of us who don't speak. Well, for those of us who have worked on the LL Bean catalog mine. Oh God. That that's a mustard. Did you really work for the LL Bean catalog? Five seasons running when I first moved to Maine. No. Oh my God. We totally have to have a conversation about that. Right. Hey, mustard, mustard's brown, not yellow. No, mustard is a yellow. I'm sorry, you're wrong. I'm so. I've always been so curious. I know like, that John West is quite knowledgeable mustard. about most things that I am not. That I am knowledgeable about more so, but not not colors of clothing. Right. I'm so not curious about the research that goes into those namings. I'm oh, like, next picture. You know I mean? uh, uh, I the I made meatloaf the other see. night. Mustard is definitely yellow. Next I like picture. to call it hard. <laughs> and also, I really like the hat. It goes with your beard. It does. Oh, thank you. That's why I picked the color. <laughs> Although, actually, this was, that the was second literally, color. That was literally the plan, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Show us the next well, I'm glad, picture! I'm glad we got this one. Yes, that as well. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Um, okay, so we're gonna go to the next picture. Heretic. Oh wait, I gotta share my screen before I start talking in my Muppet voice. Oh yeah, the next Heretic. picture. That's my Muppet voice. Oh sweet! Um, I already wrote a first so, line on this. I'm super on. excited. I'm going to before quickly. I'm gonna put on. <laughs> Stop! I'm gonna put on Miles Davis again. And what did you title this? This is so. This picture is um. This picture is of orange swings at a fair that are hanging from the sky, and you can't see the above apparatus, but you can see the center. And uh, there's sort of a curve around the back, but mostly what we see are orange swings held from the sky that we can't see, and it's uh, the the sky is white instead of blue and it looks a little overcast all right
think I'm done. I think I got it. I've got three quatrains, which are four, four line stanzas. Super stoked. I'll bite you then. I'll read. Woohoo! If we're if we need readers, that is. Well, my question is, we're doing the open mic after we do the ecrasis. So is your poem ecrasis or is it just something that we can go in the open mic? It's it's the ecrasis. Okay. I've never heard it pronounced ecrasis. Is that like an English thing? Maybe. Is the crisis the, the, the actual action of making an plastic poem? Because I've never heard of crisis either. And I, I think it's a very fancy word. Yeah. Well, I've heard of it. I'm very good with formal poetry, but I've always pronounced it acrasis. I've never heard it pronounced acrasis over here. Must be it's always been acrasis over every, every time I've heard it said, but who knows? So. What was the name of this? What was the name of this uh, picture? Is, is the plural acrasis? It is an acrasis poem. <laughs> it's a Greek word. Yep. Not so. Okay. What, what was, was Pam? What was your question? What was the name of this picture? Just um, because I'm titling know, them. Remember, Andy says he doesn't have names for them. Yeah, but you named them something. So I just called it Carousel Swings. Okay, good. That's what I'm. That, that's good. Carousel. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. 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 Just so that I can note later what they what the picture was. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, Lisa, then go. Okay. Cool. Um. Sweet. How you lost gravity on those carnival swings at a Catholic church. The summer sun washed against your face hot. The summer felt simple, the world around you in chaos. Now time dictates the dizzying disorientation. Plastic things you will never touch again. Now all my toys are silicone, stainless steel, and brake-resistant glass, non-porous things. I miss festivals and the crowds and not caring what I put in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yay, what I put in my mouth. That was right. I'll never be able to go outside again. <laughs> I'll send that to you for the website. Seriously. Um, thank you so much, Lisa. That's great. Um, wait, did I say, did I see somebody else wanted to go? The chats are coming furious and fast. It's hard to keep track. Yeah, uh, I'll go when you're ready. Oh, Christine? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm a bit happy about this one. 
of course, um, hang on free like chains on an empty carousel. I float through the air, lost in a cloud of memories. When I too walk this world, now in silent isolation and ghostly preambulation, I retread the paths that I once walked within but separate from this world. Yay! I'm writing a crime novel. I think I need to know all the death and gloom and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of haunted looking, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it might be interesting to like put some sort of effect on that to make it look more spooky. Who knows? Yeah. Um, okay. So we got Stick Jeff, a clown in the corner. Jeff the gallery and I'll find Jeff. Hi Jeff. Hello. There we go. Take it away. He's still okay, there we go. Uh all in the same place but separately hung. I knew I had to know you better. You the pretty positioned outside the director's door, I the eager investigator rounding towards you with the excuse of some barter for your boss. If I were to be swung, I wanted to swing with you to watch you go grab a hot dog and then after to garnish it for you. Round and round we went. We had to keep coming, so why not come together? Listen to the band organ, not caring who's calling the tune. We got off giddy and went our other ways, but I look at where we were, and I wish you well again. Yay. We're getting melancholy now. <laughs> there I go. <laughs> yeah, wait, John? No, Franco. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. John, I'm here. John is next, and then Franco, I think. Okay, so here's a bastardized scenario: social distance and empty carousel. It's chairs full of ghosts. Ooh, damn! <laughs> Mic drop. I, I do have one comment about Jeff's poem. Okay. That I, as romantic as I feel dressing a hot dog is for someone, which I think would be a beautiful gesture, if you put ketchup on that dog, it will be a deal breaker. Oh, God. <laughs> Are you I'm from sorry. Chicago? No, I'm just, I'm just a human being. Okay. <laughs> he, I'm from Chicago, and I still put ketchup on hot dogs. So there you go. Uh, well, well I, uh, you know, personally, I think you know, put that uh, hot dog in some thong underwear and maybe a camisole or something. But you know, <laughs> okay, maybe this you, is maybe from, we should get back. Maybe we should get back to mustard. <laughs> mustard is always better on a dog. But, um, mustard and kraut you can't beat. Okay, so okay, here goes from, here goes Generalissimo. From the point of view of the carnival oh. ride. Before they closed me down, the worst thing that happened was a puke incident or two or three or four or five. Why do people think it's okay to eat corn dogs, fried Twinkies, or cotton candy before going on a carnival ride that involves centrifugal force? Sometimes they, sometimes they puke 
when it comes back down to ground all over the seat or on the platform after after they stumble off. Now that I think about it, how many people down a couple of beers before going on a kind of a ride? The worst is when the puke happens mid-ride in the air. Puke that is projectile is a messy situation. It will hit other riders in its past, sometimes causing them to puke. It's a house of cards situation if you get my drift. But puke wasn't the reason I was shut down. <laughs> Dot, dot, dot. You've set yourself up for a series there. <laughs> okay, so now we go to Carolyn Hashimoto coming to us. Who doesn't have to work tonight? Awesome. All right, so I may never have to work again the way things are going. Anyway, okay. <laughs> um, okay, generally, some of yours is hilarious. I love that. Okay. Um, so mine's called, mine's not so funny, but I'm going to read it anyway. Um, it's called, Where Are All the Children Now That There Are No Swings? And I've lost a tooth, so I'm lisping a bit. When I was young, I could see the travelling fair from my bedroom window. It was a portal to another world. Diesel and dazzle fueled my carousel dreams. Music from the loudspeakers muffled my screams. Dangerous rides for a sweet child. Spin me faster on the waltzer. Step my foot to the ground. The fair was my outlet. Spin me faster on the waltzer. Press my foot to the ground on the Dodgeman cars. The sparks above me, I wanted them to ignite me. How <laughs> many S's? Do you want to do your plug now and later, or what do you want to do? Um, can I do it now? Sure. Okay, so I've started a journal, and it's all about um, it's all about women's clothing. Anyone who wears women's clothing, um, and it's all about how clothes can um, endanger, empower, oppress, liberate, and all those other things, and and all of the issues around them. And I'm looking for submissions. So um, you're, I'd love to have some of you guys to write something. What I'll do is I'll put a link for the website in the chat. Um, please have a look. Uh, deadline is uh, middle of March. Uh, so I'd love to hear from you guys. Okay, oh, thank you. Thank you. That's cool. Um. Uh, and I, I, I'd I, like to do the carousel swings when, whenever. I don't know what the lineup okay. is, is like. Holly yeah. is next. Yeah, Holly's next. And I think then you. Hey! Cool. Ah! Okay. Gallery. I got to do that in order to find Mahale. Here we go. <laughs> there you are. Lovely. Bye. Bye. Uh, okay. Children play with fear. Diluted. At a safe distance. Locked in swings. Ice cream screams. Imaginary adrenaline. Training for the day when they'll learn the real kind. If I had my way, you'd never... You never would. Wish that were a promise I could keep. Okay, hold on tight. I'll push you higher. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! Woohoo! So much emptiness. I hate the plague! <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, thank you, Holly. And now we go to Pamela. It, it's funny because there's all these poems about death and like COVID and stuff. And I'm like, I just can't stop writing love poems. You know, just unrequited <laughs> love poems. Uh, Carol Sells Swings. <clears throat> and I stole, I stole the stanza that I wrote earlier because I didn't know we were using the same picture. Swings and speed dangle my orange heart. I can't breathe before we start. String me from your elegant fingers against this white sky. Colors will whiz by. I am blind. If I could only open my eyes, your deus ex machina lifting me from the plank, the suspended puppetry of breath. Yay! Mmm. <laughs> okay. So we should go on to the next poem and then we'll do this whole round. Or should we take a break now and go on to the next poem after break? Or what do you guys think? No, no, no. Let's we let's power through. Power through? Okay. Sharing screen. All right. Sharing. Tell us what it's called. This is the photo. All right. This is Andy's photo. So and it's I'm putting on Miles Davis. It's a, it's a couch. It's a right. broken and couch. I am now resetting field. the clock. Starting. Go. Broken couch in a field with skinless trees. Here we go.
I wrote another uh, three stanza poem with quatrains, and I think that's I think that's all I got in me for this picture. Okay, thirty seconds. Oh, left. sweet! I totally time it out right every time. Yeah! Super stoked. <laughs> I'm loving this ekphrasis thing. <laughs> I'm loving it. I do want to know what she called this one, though. Probably like Sofa or something. Sofa in the field. Field sofa. Okay. Oh, yeah. Bell rings. I should get a bell. If we're going to do this, get a bell. <laughs> and that was the last of our photos in the Expressis Project experiment. Yeah. Okay. So, who wants to go in their musings and share their musings about the couch? Is that what you okay. called it? The couch? Holly. Holly called it. Yeah, that's what I called it, the couch. Sorry, I totally forgot, Pam, that you were keeping track. Go ahead, Holly. Uh, okie doke. I uh, decided that I was going to write something a bit happier because the last two were a bit melancholy, so hopefully this is a nicer vibe. The sofa where we sit in this outdoor living room, infinite inch TV with the ultra HD screen. So 3D it could literally touch me. Sipping sweetened tea from to-go cups that warm our hands as we watch the world unfold. People watch and exhale the steam into morning air. From this chair, we could go anywhere. But today, I'd rather stay right here on this sofa, seated two, sitting here quietly next to you. That's it. John, or Jeff is next. How are you? Thank you. You get to a season in your seniority where you're fit to sit out in the world, wherever and whenever, and love it all and ever for all it's been and what bit it may still be. Come then and keep me company your head in my lap or your petals on my palm. Come breeze into my breathing, blow into my notice. And you, you won't notice when I'm here or gone or back within your memory of me. But look, this is when we live. This is nothing. This is everything we could care about. What does it smell like? How does it feel now? Thank you. They're so great. Thank you so much, Jeff. And then John, I can remember my own order. And then Christine, right? Okay. okay. Anyway, John. 
you know, everybody else is so profound, but here's mine. The park is this ladies' man's bachelor pad. <laughs> Couch, brown grass, dead leaves, and you, my love. Let's put on a show for the pigeon. Yay! Yay, so funny! That was great. <laughs> A little something to, for Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay. Proceed and put you on spotlight. There oh, we go. Thanks, Dad. Well, mine's a lighter one as well. It's a bit along the theme of uh, the last one, really. I love my couch. I take it everywhere in the garden or out for a walk. It looks so sweet sitting amongst the trees. It splashes its silken cushion at me in flirtatious plumping and rustling invitation seducing me to lie on its firm fabric, to hold me in its padded arms, no other couch lover for me. Yay! <laughs> okay. Anybody else want to go? Raise your hand, put it in chat. I'll... Okay, Pam. All right. Uh, okay. The couch. Yes, I will sleep without a blanket inside your cold meadow. Press my cheek to the memory, your leg over mine on the couch. What was that sound? You asked proudly at my grunting sigh, closing my eyes to see the shape, your thigh keeping me warm. Behind dreams, the sweet grass viridian, farther still, past the blossomless trunks into this forest of decaying memory. Yay! <laughs> All right. Yay! Generalissimo is next. Oh, Pam, that was so lovely. Yeah. <laughs> it just was. It just, just made me long for you even more. <laughs> Why do the furniture stores think it's okay to make it, oh, I'm sorry, to make ads placing indoor furniture outdoors? I always get pine straw in my cracks and crevices. Trust me, it causes all sorts of rashes my girlfriend, who is made of leather, doesn't appreciate. I mean, the chemicals needed to shampoo after an outdoor excursion causes it eczema in the worst way. Trust me, the Vino eczema cream doesn't work on sofas. I am an indoor sofa. My classy styling is unmistakable. In about 10 or 15 or 20 years, I will find myself in your, in your kid's apartment or home. It's what we furniture people, what we furniture call the golden years. I welcome pets as long as they don't pee on me. You see, furniture and animals can talk to each other because cats and dogs are smarter than humans. What you don't know probably could hurt you. Yay. All right. Um, I'll read one. Um, and then, unless I see somebody volunteer in chat, I will take a break after that. Um, so my poem about the couch starts like this. 
winter and poverty sure smells like Scottsdale. Why don't we try something different now? Yes, maybe the pink gin and menthol cigarettes instead and chips. Nah, we'll get tatties. It's a show, it's a showdown at the corner shop. Three prawns, the three prams squeeze, all corners glaring in the candy aisle, their high ponies swinging. Not a gentle word in the chatter, but he asks, are you okay? You say yes, but on the way home, you sit on the abandoned couch to cry. It's a Glasgow sky, heaving, swinging. The gods play rough above you. The gods play rough above you. Wow. Okay, cool. So nobody else has volunteered. Thank you, guys. Yay! Um, so we'll see everybody back here at 925. How's that? And then we'll start the open mic. That, that was awesome, by the way. Oh, as they can. Thanks, Tom. That was like... It was fun. It was fun. I feel, I feel fucking stoked about my three poems. I'm like, damn, give me a reason to write more love poems, yo. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, I was wondering if maybe you guys would be interested in like, and a lot of our regs are here tonight, so it's a good time to ask. Um, and maybe even also during the break, we'll discuss the things that Andy and Pam and I have been brewing up um, on the side behind y'all's backs. Um, You're making beer? No, no, <laughs> no. Not yet. I, I always wanted to make dandelion wine. When I was little, like my dad told me that people had made dandelion wine. So I would pick the dandelions and I would squeeze the juice out of the stems into a jar, which obviously was like tasting yeah. laborious and the yield was like nil. Anyways, um, so what about like putting up a resource for publishing? Like us, I mean, I don't know. Does anybody sign up for Duotrope? Yeah, I'm on Duotrope. Yeah, like I think my Duotrope account lapsed when my credit card expired. <laughs> how do you? Happens all the you, time. Like I never used it really. Like, and I have a spreadsheet for submissions that I actually like outsourced to a friend of mine, like whose business was completely screwed by. She's like a professional dom, so she has no business now by the pandemic. Oh. I was like, why don't you maintain my submission spreadsheet? Um, so, but I don't know, like, I mean, if everybody has, like, you know, Carolyn just started a journal, which ballsy move, Carolyn, by the way. Um, like, I feel like, should we be sharing this stuff with each other? Like, well, I know. Here, here's uh, here, here's, here's my uh, peer-reviewed article on publishing uh, poems and stories. Uh, Are you serious? I posted a link in the chat book. Uh, and then in the chat, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, look, I, I use Duotrope, and, and really what I do is I just look at the numbers, quite honestly. You know, what are the percentage sorts of things that are that they accept? How fast do they respond and stuff like that? And I think that's an important thing that most people don't pay attention to. Right. Yeah, and Submittable, too. Yeah, Submittable is, you know, a lot of things that go through Submittable as well. It's, Have you guys noticed, like, anytime I go on Twitter, I'm like, I just have to keep it because I'm like, I don't even know, like every, almost every other post is about some new journal or some submitting opportunity. And I'm like, yeah, ah, it becomes like this. I'm like, 
I don't have time to go down this rabbit, like a maintaining my spreadsheet rabbit hole. But do you guys yeah. find that using submittable, Beth, you mentioned submittable and- Well, it, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, you know, I basically, you know, I, I use a spreadsheet to keep track of where I've submitted mm. various different poems, but usually I use Duotrope as the, as the resource. And I find, okay. uh, you know, first of all, if you know somebody who's doing, uh, who's doing a journal, you have a lot better chance. And second of all, I think if there's a new, if there's a new journal that kind of comes out that you have may, maybe have a little bit of a chance if you get there first before everybody else does. And, you know, they'll, they'll look at you before you're being buried in the slush pile somehow. But yeah, you know, do a trip, keep statistics on stuff. And, and that's kind of what I, you what don't, I, what um, I look You're right, though. Lisa's right. You don't, you don't need a duotrope and you don't need um, submittable either, really. I don't, um, I was using, a, there was a, a free resource but it doesn't, as I say, it doesn't appear to be um, being maintained at the moment. So I don't really know what's going on with that. Well, submittable doesn't cost you any money. It's just that no. Some people, well, no, some, it does if people... the sub it does if the sub costs you money. Yeah, but yeah. I'm well, yeah, but you know, if 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 they're gonna they're charging a reading fee, you probably shouldn't submit. I to. I haven't paid for a reading fee in over a year. Yeah. Um, I have. I think I've like paid free. Free. Yeah. <laughs> There's a free button. <laughs> Yeah. I think I and I think I paid for one, yeah. but it was like it was about three quid, and I was sending them five or six poems. So I was yeah. I was like, well, actually, Val that's fairly negligible <laughs> considering. And yeah. it was somewhere I really wanted, to, I particularly wanted to submit. I don't have what I do have is this. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I have not done a sub this week actually, which is one of my things. My question about what I mentioned Twitter is: Do you find that that you don't like? You're using if you're you say you're using you're using Do Duotrope, you're using Submittable, whatever you're using. Do you find that when you go on social media, you that they have not captured stuff? Yeah, that, 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 that happens sometimes, sure. You know, I mean... Uh, I, I, I mean, find most of mine on Twitter, to be honest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I find some from Facebook. I don't really look too much for submission opportunities on Twitter. But. It, it depends. It depends what I'm... On Facebook, mm. you'll only see you'll only see opportunities from places where you like the page. Yeah, yeah. or it's, or it's when you know it shared it, which yeah, exactly. Friend, the more friends you have in the friends you have in the writing community, it happens more often. But I tend to get most of my information from Instagram. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to, again, I it's used the to... same. It's the same problem. Yeah, yeah. you only see but stuff. It's the same. The like. same. You know, if you've got somebody like um, Leanne on your list, then she often is sharing opportunities yeah. that are. Um, and and I will certainly I tend to retweet stuff if I see something that I know um, that I know that there are people on my list might fit the category mm. yeah. um, then I'll send that on yeah. um, if it's a specific call particularly if it's a specific call out um I actually so, found a website. Um, I can't remember what it was called now. I found it ages ago, but it was it was a website just literally that was a massive, massive, massive long alphabetical list of everywhere. Was it was it Angela's? Was it a dreaming skin? Because she's mm. not No. Because I was I've been using that regularly 
now for about a year but I think something must be going on with her because she's not that nothing's gone up for January um, I don't think so that name doesn't ring a bell I can't it was something really simple like I know Poets and Writers has a has a uh, you can get their classifieds online for free. You don't have to subscribe to them, and they have you know calls for submissions. Do you not find that you just kind of like um, like you, you probably all read a lot of online journals, don't you? Or, or read and don't you just find that if you find a journal you like, then you just find out when the sub- I mean, they generally all have submissions at some time during. Mm. The day, so I, think I finding what you. It it depends. I'll I'll be honest. Mm. I I've been subbing on a regular basis for six months. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 gunning for Tina's uh, hundred projections in a year. <laughs> um, and I'm and I'm gun and I'm gunning hard. <laughs> With all due respect to those present, at least one of whom has published me in the last couple of weeks. I'm starting, I'm getting to a point now, I don't know why, whether my stuff's going to fit anywhere, because at the moment, the only places that have published me are places with people I know. And I'm, well, I'm now at that point where I'm getting slightly suspicious. Even though I know, like 90% of those are blind, they don't know it's me before I get there, do you know what I mean? I find it's um, how you do your cover letter and like keeping it very short and concise. Um, yeah, and including a bio already, um, if they if they ask for it, of course, if, or if they don't, yeah. like knowing. Um, but I don't know. I just find that like just getting your stuff out there is the um, and submitting as many places as possible for free that you can is the biggest yeah. obstacle. Yeah, like definitely. honestly, just get your shit out there. You know. Yep. Yep. That is that is basically my. I I figure. It, do I know whether it, they're gonna like it? No, of course I don't. Am I gonna post it anyway? Probably. Yeah, <laughs> I, I use the same On the grounds that if they don't like it, like, that they won't publish it. I've had, like, four poems that published, I think, and I, I have lost track of the amount of places I've, sub- times I've submitted. Yeah. But that's, yeah. that's the point, isn't it? I don't... I think it's just in the nature of it, isn't it? Somebody, uh, um, Anne, so she, and uh, my friend Anne, she told me a little while ago the idea of, um, it's a She'd been somewhere at a workshop with Tina said at home, and she'd said Tina had said this thing about um, she'd be like you're gunning for a hundred rejections a year. So now we have a th- we have a, as a couple of us have got a thing, and it's like because it's something to count up to, right? Rather than yeah. you know while you're feeling really well, well it's another one on the hundred. You know that's why I tweet on that thing because because there's two or three of us that are doing that because otherwise you would get in a pit about it as well. Yeah, I don't don't take the rejection seriously. Look. And that, uh, and that, but that's the thing. I have to have having that thing where I'm not deliberately not taking it seriously. Yeah, yeah. They reject ninety percent of the stuff they get, or ninety-five yeah. percent of the stuff they get anyway. Yeah. So you know, it's exactly it's 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 it's, it's no no real judgment on on your work. The other thing I'll say to Carolyn is, uh, you know, if you if you, I tried that, I tried you know looking at reading a whole bunch of magazines and finding the ones that uh, that you know, that I liked the best and, you know, and that didn't seem to work any better for me than anything else. So, uh, also, who's, who's that? I don't know who's speaking because I can't see you. Who's that? Yeah, well, here, that's okay. Oh, that's like, John Vasek. Put my picture on. Yeah, there, there he is. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. As well as what you're liking, that's about, does your stuff fit into the journal? Mm. You know? you... Yeah, you know, and, and that, look, and, and that's another thing, you know, 
people analyze the journals for this and that and oh look i'm a physics major i'm not a literature major and so you know you know when i look at journals they're you know if they're all kind of in the mainstream they're all not that different from from each other and i can't really pull out a lot that's saying that i'm going to fit there any better than anything else so. <laughs> I, I just as a amusing anecdote. Oh, sorry. I had yes, okay. As an amusing anecdote, I have a friend who submitted the same poem to the same journal, one time rejected. She changed the font. The next time they accepted it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I know people that do that too. Oh, they like, I, 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 I was going to say before. I was going to say before. Have you heard of Caroline Burroughs? She's a poet in Bristol. Um, she she once told me that um. She gets all. She prints out all of her rejections and frames them and puts them up on her wall. That's a line from a Rilke poem. Yeah. Oh well, she lied then. She uh, obviously, <laughs> or maybe that was what she told me, and I just wasn't paying attention. Okay, um, I'm gonna have I mean, to go. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, like that's a that's a it's like a thing that uh, yeah. either she told me that she did that or she told me about that, and I yeah. just wasn't paying attention. Um, I'm going to have to go because I have to be up stupid early in the morning for work. But um, so I'm sorry to Rest run. Easy, my Lord. I've had a great time and it's been brilliant seeing you all again. Yeah, just for me before us. Lisa, you were going to say something when I, so, so. Oh, um, yeah, I just think, you know, also like um, addressing your cover letter to the editor, um, you know, is really important. Like, you know, and actually reading poetry can also, like, increase your own poetry's level, I've found. So, like, not just, like, you know, going to readings, but also just reading poetry, whether it's, like, new poetry or whatever, can just really help. Mm. Um, okay, so the break, actually, it's 9.30, this is five minutes over, is oh. over. Um, I... We did, I didn't put a set list together because this was like a weird night. Bye, Stephanie. Did Stephanie leave already? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. I didn't see that message. Um, okay, so who wants to go first for this the regular open mic? I will. I'd quite like to as well early on. Okay, so wait. Just so we know. I have to who needed to go early? I have to pull uh, out at, at I have to pull out at um like fifty eight hard. So at my time okay. it'll be one fifty eight, but at your time it'll be nine fifty eight. So I'm just letting you know. Right. Yeah. If I disappear, it's because I have another show at two. Gotcha. So. Yay. Um I wrote a song. Okay. Lisa, then Laura. So Laura so Lisa and then Laura. How's that? Okay. Yeah, that's a start. Thank okay. you. <laughs> I just want to read a poem um, that um, was published in One Art um, online. So this is The Poet Finds Themselves in the Bottom of the Orville Redenbacher Popcorn Bag. The movie theater butter sticks to fingers, greases your keyboard and pajamas, the flannel blankets. Kernels rattle at the bottom, the whole bag never able to fully pop the steam that hits your face is the spirit of the unpopped seeds. 
Another night of steam and Nutella to top that which has sprouted from the vacuum seals bag. It sits in the microwave and begins to breathe as the kernels spring to life, the bag injected with microwaves. Your brain waves could never compare to Orville's torture. The bag is never empty, only able to eat three fourths of its. How can you find yourself this way, half eaten, part satiation, part emptiness, and a small part desire, ready to call it for the night? Um, thank you. I'm Lisa Kropchak. Thank you so much for having me. Yay! Microwave popcorn! Yay! I love popcorn! Oh, thanks, Lisa. Thanks for coming. Woohoo! Laura Jane Brown. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Thank okay, you for having hi. me. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, go ahead. Also, um, thanks, thanks to Andy for setting me up with this. Um, it's all good. Uh, this might actually need some context. I'm from a place in England called the Black Country, which was called for the coal and the smog in the air. And it's kind of a post-industrial wasteland at the minute, but I love it here, and I thought I'd write something about it. So this is I, Black Country. Sweet Caroline in a working man's club, onions sweetened and soured by the vinegar. You turn my appetite to ash. I cannot destroy the dying, the shell of something greater that I've been occupying since the day I was born, because our boys are born into hopeless. The copper prices are low and leaving seems worth the price. Hold steady, look closer, because the fire never leaves. I can't look closer, but I do anyway. Because after Sweet Caroline has come on Eileen, and I will dance with family as family ought, and the shell that I've been living in was burst open wide. Before the day I was born, because our people are born strong, and when we speak, sparks fly. You subsume me in your glow, and it could never, ever leave me. Thank you. Uh, this one is for my other half who only lives a town away and I can't see him because <laughs> quarantine I, I can't I can't see him and we went to Paris uh, a couple of years back now and uh, I'm, I'm body dysmorphic and he just made everything so much better too much for Paris and enough for you I am larger one I am larger than city life too wide in the bust and hip. Girls roll the skin of a cigarette between their fingers. I knock mannequins over with my circumference, feeling like a deflating eclair, sick with cream and nonsense. You buy me vintage Italian made. Every day I get cake and a moon-eyed gaze. I get painted at Montmartre by a grey lady, stout and short in a worn-out man's hat, cigarette clamped between her teeth. She's radiant. I see Salvador and Frida. We have coffee afterwards. You do not let me pay. I look past the girls modeling Paris and see the old, vibrant, well-dressed women spread out across their Parisian elegant chairs. They eat and laugh, whether they are ugly or not, and they are strawberries and cream. I refocus on you, only you, red hair blazing over shining white backdrop. I breathe. Thank you. Yay! And uh, this I wrote just now. Uh, I was looking at... Um, I was looking at the fairground rides and I'm of Romani descent. So 
gypsies and you're called Jippo a lot here. So it's called Jippo, which is a slur. Do not say that. Jippos. You know, when I first saw you, I was worried you were a Jippo, but now I see you're all right. You're good people. And I say my people are good people. And I love the ring in my daddy's ear and the Land Rover parked in the skipyard. The bit shaved on my head from when I wanted to look more like Finn. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Laura. That uh, was awesome. Thank you. I love that, by the way. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. <laughs> Carolyn, you want to go next? Yeah, sorry. I was just sending a comment to Laura there. I loved her stuff. That was really, I loved her. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've kind of lost the plot, probably like everybody, but I've got a couple of things I can share. Um, okay. So the first one is called. Um, in my waking dream time. Okay. Uh, in my fantasies, I'm a naked bird flying high in the sky. And I can't even imagine what those aeroplanes my grandfather told me about must have looked like. In my waking dream, I'm, in a, I'm sleeping in a nest of hangars. In my nightmare, the hangars come alive. In my fantasies, I'm a naked whale snacking on plankton, a gentle plankton-guzzling giant of the sea, and I can't even imagine what those great big ship things must have looked like, all that steel and oil, and I just can't imagine. In my waking dream, I am swimming beside my young daughter. In my nightmares, she's caught in a fisherman's net, fighting to be free. And she just can't imagine what it's like to be free. In my wildest fantasy, I'm a naked cow. And I'm skipping across the field. And you just can't imagine what a skipping cow looks like. You just can't imagine. In your waking dream, you are a calf skipping beside your mother. But your mother, who isn't skipping, isn't there. In my wildest waking fantasy, there is no such thing as bacon. And you laugh because you can't imagine there's no such thing as bacon. You just can't imagine. In my wildest fantasy, people like me are not naked because we're not <coughs> in fact In my nightmares too, people like me no longer exist. And you just can't imagine. Yay! <laughs> um, I have another one. I want more if that's okay. Okay, yeah, go. Okay. This is called uh, New Year, New You. A alarm. Set an alarm on your phone daily at these times 218, 808, 812, 1234. When the alarm goes off, write down all you can see in front of you for one minute. Then, without looking, write down all that you cannot see behind you. No looking. A is for alphabet. Today, find a new word, beginning with the letter A. Make a song from its dictionary definition. Sing it to the tune of your most listened to song on your Spotify account. Sing it when you wake up in the morning. E is for existentialism. Let your body vanish. 
List the places where you exist beyond the matter of your form. N is for nouns. Remove all nouns from your thoughts. Q, Q is for questions. Question everything and or question nothing. S is for sounds. On Monday, record all the sounds of your day for 24 hours. On Tuesday, stay in bed and listen to your recording. On Wednesday and Thursday, open your eyes and draw the sounds from Monday's recording. Friday, transcribe the sounds into words. And Saturday and Sunday, rest. P is for thoughts. Catch a thought each day and document it. Without asking any questions, find the root of the thought. And V, V is for voice. Draw an image of your silent reading voice. That's it. <laughs> oh God, ah, I'm muted again. Thanks, Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> muted myself. Okay. Um, somebody, I feel like it was Beth. Do you, Beth? Beth? Beth, where are you? Oh, sorry, so. You want to go? Yeah. Um. Oh, and Jeff. Is there somebody who needs to go? Yeah, oh, I think oh. Jeff does. Yeah, thank, thanks, yeah, Anne. No, I'm good. I'm fine. Okay. Yeah, okay. put Jeff okay. up. Jeff, you ready? Jeff, Beth, Beth, Jeff. Thank yes, you, Beth. <laughs> a couple of uh, shortish ekphrastic poems, and I'm nowhere near the photographer never was that Andy is, but here's a photograph of my high school bedroom. Ew. It's much worse <laughs> now. Uh, and here's a poem about it. It's called Seven Atlantic Avenue. Seeing then into now, I can put the paper in the royal, typewriting what could resonate with teenage thoughts and pulses in that urgent early place. See the bookcase? Whitman, Graves, Soroyan, hanging out, watching. The guitar in its case beside them, which opened and oscillated to squeeze out the honeyed love of Buddy Holly. See the radio station I assembled and activated on that desk. Will you listen to the code of my call sign? Da 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 Seek you, seek you, who's out there? See the window. And on an evening warm with wanting, slim and shirtless, pull up the shade open to the wonders a few heartbeats away on the village green. Hear them scampering, flirting, around the fulsome bandstand's gloried Sousa brass. Thank you. Here is a famous image, particularly to those of us in Maine. Brian, I don't know whether you're still there. Brian's a maniac. That's and this, yes, as as Brian well knows, this is Christina's World by Andrew Wyeth. 
and here's a poem about it called Down a Piece. She lies down, downhill from the clabbered house and the barn, far from her bed, and she rises to rest down left on Wyeth's canvas. There she stretches along all our memories where she may stay, if only she can, long past the sea-cooled day's dusk outside the town of Thomaston, and long after, after she's gone to ground in the town cemetery and the artist has been lain beneath the worded stone way down along the rolling hills of Pennsylvania. For now, with us, she feels with the brief, short life of a main meadow in all its amber multitude. Her eyes away from ours, watching the waves of simple splendor, no place for longing there. It's we who want her wanting. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming out tonight. You've been a good sport joining in our crisis experiment. Um, so I so okay, Beth, would you like to go next? Since yeah, we... I'm good. Okay, cool. Um, uh, let me... so this is um, hang on, just let me adjust them. So this is uh, Brian's going to get a sneak preview now because this is actually something I'm writing for one of the writing groups that I am in, I'm involved in for this week. And um, we were given two unconnected things. We had to write something that connected them. And the two things we were given were a Lego rabbit and a garden center. Obviously, these are what belongs together. So um, this is, this is, is yeah all right hang on because i'm reading it off my phone which is not what i normally do so this is called the tale of lego rabbit lego rabbit heard lego rabbit knew about the other rabbit but he was not deterred he was lonesome in his box since the children went away so lego rabbit hatched a plan but first had to outbox Everything that was in his way, windows, doors and locks, get over the road to the garden centre where he had heard them say that there were other rabbits. Maybe they would play with him. Better than the abandoned corner Lego Rabbit now inhabits. Lego Rabbit watches and Lego Rabbit learns. He makes a few attempts, gets new info from his watches. One day he is ready. He decides today it's time. To go on his to go on his great adventure, I must go forth, said he. He's passed all of the hurdles out beyond the doors and locks as he looks out on the pavement all the while his stomach hurdles. He'd heard about the road, of course, and how to cross it safely. But why is everything so fast? Air knocks him back and forth. I'm just a little rabbit, he cries into the wind. I can't see to cross this road. Why must adventure be my habit? As Lego Rabbit ponders, he sees trouble coming nearer. A dog walks down the pavement. Lego Rabbit prays he'll wander. But what is this? A friendly nose right in our hero's face. Hello, Lego Rabbit, 
snuffles Fido in surprise. What are you doing here? And how are you not froze? Lego Rabbit falls to weeping and tells the doggo of his plight, his wish for rabbit friends, but how he's not big enough for leaping. His new friend looks round and thinks a while, watching Zoom and Cars. I can help with this, he woofs. I'm very versatile. I'll crouch down, you hop on board, and I will get you over. I can be seen and I know how. I ask for no reward. The rabbit hops on and clings to fur as his champion checks the route. Quick as a flash, he runs across. Maybe miracles do occur. His furry chum delivers him to the garden centre door. Before rabbit can say thank you, doggy's whiskers wag and grin. Lego rabbit never reaches the bunnies that live there. His little legs are tired even though his heart beseeches. That's where I found Lego rabbit. Sat in another corner, I have always dreamed of bunnies. I put him in my jacket. When he was clean and warm again, he told me this long tale. About unexpected friends, plans, adventure, dreams, and then... I asked Lego Rabbit, is this okay, living here upon my desk? Do you need rabbit friends, adventure? His poor stop me said, no way! Would I go back to loneliness? I like this life just fine. I'm safe and warm and loved here. Everything is harmonious. Unless you think I'm lying, Lego Rabbit is here to show that sometimes dreams or friends aren't what we thought, but the real joy is in the trying. <laughs> Thank you. Lots of you will know that is not at all what I normally write, but you know, sometimes you've just got to write about a rabbit, really. Sometimes you've just got to write about rabbits. <laughs> you and my cookie monster voice. Um, I don't know what's up with that. I only noticed it when I started doing hair, like back 10 years ago, and I would be like, I would start talking as the, I'd be like, you get over here, mister. Like, I start talking to the hair in a Muppet voice. I don't know what that was about. Okay. Dilly, are you ready to go? We want to get you in before Pam has to cut and run. Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> You've made co-host, yeah? Uh, please. Okay. Very um, Usually when I do these sort of things, I'm, I'm you know, quite, quite happy and whatever. Uh, but uh, I, I, oops, I don't understand how people can write poems so fast. <laughs> I don't understand that you can just look at a picture and write a poem. I, it's like when my wife cooks, she just has ingredients and puts it all together. I just, I thought I'd just burn it. Um, it takes me hours to do two lines. Oh, wow. Uh, the makeshift planchette. <laughs> As Mrs. Dolwoody returned from the cemetery, she read once again her husband's obituary, put on the kettle, and then momentarily reached for his cup on the shelf. Recomposing herself, she only poured one, then sat on their sofa and watched as the sun drained all the colour till its final beam shone, leaving only her shadows and self. Still awake by the morning, she cleared her cold tea. His side of the sofa was still and empty. As March turned to April and slowly to May, she began to get used to cold cups of Earl Grey, but not to the silence endured every day, the permanent absence he'd left. Nobody followed her doing the shopping, the toilet stayed clean with no need for deblocking, and all through the night time no snoring or coughing, of all irritations bereft. The only slight comfort which lessened her pain 
was that he'd forgotten her birthday again. And though she accustomed to doing his chores, taking the bins out and unjamming the drawers, the housework which she firmly she'd always called yours were all tasks to do with the shed. The mowing, the pruning, the grass and the firs, the rake and leaf blower, the mouse traps and shears were all his dominion and well out of hers, a marriage agreement unsaid. But the lawn was so tall and the hedge a colossus that Edna Dilwoody put on her galoshes. She tugged at the shed lock and gave out a dam. The panes were shut tight as a secretive clam and unable to access a battering ram. She strode back indoors for the key, but the keys on the key hooks were all the wrong sizes. His trousers and drawers were devoid of surprises, and by early evening the gardening prizes remained an obscure mystery. But grimly determined, she hatched her response and readied herself for a nuptial seance. <laughs> Correctly selected from the Scrabble set, she lay out the letters of the alphabet, and with his spare dentures as a makeshift planchette, she sat at the drawing room table. Through flickering candles, the light interspersed. She murmured his name quite softly at first. She timidly summoned and then firmly coerced his first ectoplasmic revival. Her <laughs> tone quickly changing from, dear, show yourself please, to, Ronald Dolwoody, where have you hid the shed keys? But all through the night, not one communique. And Edda had run out of different ways to say, if you're not down here soon, there will be hell to pay. The candles burned down to their last. But drawing the curtains to let in the light, she saw on the sofa a blood-curdling sight, as there was the outline of Ronald all right, the same as he'd been in his past. Together at last, death had not set aside the vows they had made, and they all still applied. Is it you, Ron? said Edna. The head gave a nod. Are you dead then? She asked with a tentative prod. And before she could mull over thoughts about God, she asked him about the shed lock. As her eyes became used to the vision before her, she closely examined her late husband's aura. The amusement was slowly replacing her horror, annoyance replacing her shock. He looked like an old man dressed up in a sheet, like a last minute costume for some trick or treat. Those two dopey eyeballs were both definitely his, but the holes weren't even, cut with blunted scissors. And from under the sheet, his old tartan slippers poked out like two lumps in a sack. To definitely prove that this spectre was true, Edna pushed her first finger all the way through the ghostly material like twice used tissue and saw that it poked out the back. Wasn't it typical that his visitation would show up as such a dull manifestation? If this was the best that grim death could provide, then the standard of dress on the celestial side were declining and not nearly as dignified as how she imagined an angel. The pictures she'd seen in the church stained glass windows were serene and well-groomed, not tablecloth weirdos. But pompousness halted, as fear now continues to draw a conclusion more painful. Could it be that her husband from three months ago had not come from above? but had come from below. Had she summoned from hell his soul in repose? Was he now doomed to follow wherever she goes? On the bus, into church, and God save us, Waitrose? Or any housework she was prone to? But these thoughts could not hide a certain redress, as Edna remembered her past loneliness. 
At least under a cover, she knew where he was, someone to silently moan to. True, she could no longer invite her friends over, but at least she'd not have to push that damn mower. Solitude affects people in different ways. For most, it acts like a dreadful malaise, but for some, like the start of their school holidays, which is the case in this story. But when his wife died back in February, Ronald Dulwoody felt suddenly free, no longer a slave to his wife's tyranny, released from his own purgatory. He'd spent the last three months traveling around museums and galleries of cities and towns, but lately his bliss had been somewhat derailed. A vague sense of worthlessness had somehow prevailed, and so the path homeward he'd slowly retrailed to long grass and something noisy. Peering through the windows he saw and in his home, the ghost of his late wife playing Scrabble alone. Phantasmal, abysmal, she spoke with a moan. Darling Ronald, where is the key? She seemed unaware as to which spouse had died, and just as convinced he belonged at her side. A lifetime devoted to marital peace, Ronald sighed and resigned to resuming his seat, and cutting two holes in a white cotton sheet made the best ghost of his former self. Edna seemed happier, almost transparently, as she roamed through the house in her transparency, a marriage in heaven, which works apparently, with one dead and one in good health, he solves her loneliness, she keeps him grounded. Except the odd day, the sheet is compounded with cushions and pillows while Ron goes unbounded down the street, enjoying himself. The key to their marriage won't unlock the shed, but at least they're not lonely, just smothered and dead. Yay! That was amazing, Stilly. That was Stilly. All right, this has been this has been Choose Poetry, Choose Life with Aaron Gannon and Andy Talbot and me, your host, Pam Benjamin, here on the Mutiny Radio side. That was great today. <laughs> I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed writing ekphrastic poems to Andy Talbot's photography. I enjoyed everybody's work, and I thought it was an incredible day on Choose Poetry, Choose Life here on the AltaCast on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. Again, Andy Talbot and Aaron Gannon from Glasgow, killing it. And the, and the whole CPCL team and all the open micery and all that stuff is great. Uh, coming up at 2 o'clock, some call me Tim, which is the old AltaCast. I've got LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, calling in. LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth. And I'm super excited about that because we're going to talk about impeachment, baby. We're going to impeach a guy who's no longer president because you can do that and then try my war crimes. I love it. I just love seeing people 